this episode of the I'm So Sure podcast is provided by Arid Extra Dry. anti-wetness ingredient ever to be put in roll-ons fights odor wetness and stank so you don't have to worry about getting closer now here's kevin and scott with i'm so sure Thanks for downloading this episode of the I'm So Sure podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Kevin. And this week is all about naughty songs. The filthiest songs alive. That's right. And I think almost all the songs are from the 80s. There might be one that was a little bit earlier than that. But we'll get to that in a moment. First off, we need to talk about Scott's problems. So it's been a very challenging couple of days. Very trying week for you and Mother Nature. We had a bunch of storms here, and um, horrible, horrible storms. There were tornadoes damage. that were north of Indianapolis. I kept getting all these messages on Facebook: "Are you okay?" And it's like, "Yes, we're fine." But thanks for checking in on us. But yeah, they they hit to the north of us. But we had a lot of. There's been flooding here in Indianapolis. There's been power intermittent power outages. There's there are people that are still without power. Yeah. So when you take all that into context, my problems are extremely minor. But if you were a different person, they would be minor. But Scott doesn't have any internet right now. Which is why the episode's gonna be late this week. That's right. And you better post on Facebook, let everyone know why. I um will. but yeah, as of yesterday. I discovered I had no high-speed internet connection at home. Wait. And that means my computer, my iMac, um, my Mac Mini, and my iPad are all... Useless. ...disconnected and useless. useless. I have my phone, but I can't really post a podcast episode with that. And to add insult to injury, the day before, Mm. I was firing up my lovely Apple TV that I just got for Christmas... And it wouldn't power on. Now, this was on a power strip that was like a a surge-protected strip. There was multiple other things like a TV and a stereo plugged in. And those are all fine. Yeah, everything else works fine, but I couldn't do it. I tried to troubleshoot what it was. I pressed the right buttons. I I tried to change the power cord. It doesn't work. So I have to... Turn it off and turn it back on? It won't turn on. Did you shake it, shake it, shake it? No, but I have an appointment now to go to the Genius Bar at the Apple Store and at least it's not a weekend appointment appointment because I do avoid going to the Apple store on the weekends because it's a disaster. And I hope, hope, hope they will either find the solution to fix it or give me a new one. Yeah. So, but then if I get that home. Do you have Apple Care? I don't have Apple Care on the Apple TV. Wow. Well. Um, but sure. then I'm sure I'll, you know, they'll be, you know, very accommodating. They'll see how many thousands of dollars I've spent over the last few years on Apple stuff. And then I'll get home with a new one or a fixed one, plug it in, it'll work, but I'll still have no internet connection until later this week. So you, it's useless without the internet connection. Yeah. I don't even think, I don't know if the games that are on it will play, but I can't watch any like Netflix, Hulu, any of the other different apps that are on there. So you're going to have to read books until... Well, luckily, I have a wonderful collection of movies, mostly available on Blu-ray. So maybe I'll brush up on some things. Maybe you'll finally watch that Sally Field movie that I let you borrow months ago. About a month ago. It was almost two months ago, because it was my birthday that I got it. So I've had it in my possession longer than you had it when it was Yeah, and my mom's been waiting for it. Well, let's send it home with her and I'll get it after her. You'll never watch it. No, I will. I'll, I'll watch it. 
Maybe I'll watch it today. Maybe I'll watch it today. Then again, maybe I won't. Then again, I love that book by Judy Bloom. That is a good book. All right, well, let's... <gasps> Shut up. Excuse me. God. Okay, that's the backwards burp. Yeah. I think everyone knows now. What did you have for breakfast? I had some delicious crusties blueberry muffins and some pepper thick cut bacon that I got at Meyer. Mom and I went to Just Judy's for breakfast, and I just like to say that they give you four slices of bacon. I had four slices of bacon. But normally restaurants will give you two or three. That's paltry. But Just Judy's gives you four, and then if you go to lunch, or if you go there with my mom, my mom can't ever eat all of her food, so she put two pieces of bacon on my plate. So I had... Six slices of bacon available. But now I, that's a sensible portion. Well, I didn't eat all that. I could I, have eaten six. I can't eat six pieces of bacon. I could. I could eat almost a that, whole that thing, pound of bacon. She was nude. We should see if we can get sponsorship from Just Judy's for mentioning them on the show. You know, that's our next thing is we need to find, get sponsorship. I don't think Just Judy's is in the position to do sponsorship. It's just like a little... Little tiny restaurant. Local you know what restaurant. they could... The, the sponsorship... Uh, uh, in exchange, we could just get like a gift certificate. For I'm looking for big corporate sponsorship, like from Coca-Cola. Yeah. Because or Apple. Yes. I'm drinking a Coca-Cola product right now from mm-hmm. Just Judy's. Well, if Tim Cook is listening, that's the CEO of Apple, who incidentally just celebrated his fifth year of being the uh, CEO of Apple. What a shut up, whatever. Maybe I'm so they bored. They could give sponsorship to. Let's the show. get this thing started. This is the filthiest songs alive. And uh, our number 10 song is Do That To Me One More Time by Captain and Tennille. Do that to me one more time Once is never enough With a man like you Do that to me one more time I can never get enough Of a man like you now, this wouldn't normally strike someone as being an offensive song. But it is when you listen to the lyrics. Um, well, yeah. It's I mean, very suggestive. It's well, she what, wants what it, is she talking about? Well, she wants it put to her suite. And they were married at the time, right? Her and the captain? Well, of course they were. They were married for years. All right. You know that. Yes, I know. I'm just asking a question that maybe a listener might be wondering. <sighs> I'm sure our, all of our listeners, I hope all of our listeners know who the Captain and Tennille are, or were, are. They're, they're still alive. Well, yeah, but they're they're not together anymore, so... That's sad. Yeah. But Tony Tennille wrote a book that um, I borrowed from the library, and every time I try to start reading it, I get sidetracked. So I've had to renew it twice. I haven't started reading it yet. What do you get sidetracked by? Just life... Words with friends, cats acting foolish, Mm -hmm. having to do things for my mom, leave it to Beaver. I've been wrapped up in Leave It to Beaver. Yeah, that's something to get wrapped up. A while ago, I have to watch Mama's Family every day at six o'clock. Even though you have detailed before how you own the super deluxe box set containing every episode of Mama's Family DVD, why do you need to watch it when it's on TV? Because it's on television. You're, it's not like you're watching it right then is going to help save, like give it more ratings to bring it back. Oh no, it's like, like it's the the crown jewel of the MeTV lineup. There's you would all, almost think Vicky Lawrence has some money invested. Well, because in that. she's like on all the promos for MeTV, and there's all kinds of mama stuff, and there's also um, they had to edit some things out from the DVDs, like some musical numbers, mm-hmm. and those are all on the syndicated version so occasionally when i'm watching i'm like oh that's not on the dvd it's like she's singing some kind of a song Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of musical does mama ever sing a captain and tenille song do that to me one more time Mm -hmm. no that's too bad all right what's the next song the next song would be a very obvious choice and that is relax from frankie goes to hollywood we've already discussed the album art of this being very controversial yes. at the time and our parents having an opinion about it but yeah just flat out this is a pretty dirty song well and just that noise well yeah it sounds like a geyser of some sort it's, yeah. and then the, all the and we were kind of young at the time and i was just like 
didn't really know a lot about that sort of thing at that all the terms yeah. and all the different stuff. I remember... When you want to come. I remember how much I loved it when uh, the song and the group Frankie Goes to Hollywood were featured in that Brian De Palma body movie, double. Body Double. We rented it. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it in your basement. Well, and there's a music video for it, too, that actually played on MTV that has, like, the cat, like, Melanie Griffith and well, Kate Watson from that. That's the version of the video that was banned, and then yeah. they did a kind of like the live laser beam but that was actually in the movie like there was a music video with frankie goes to hollywood within the movie itself which was pretty cool but yeah that's always been one of my favorites by them i just remember thinking that this is really filthy and i don't really know why but I think that was like the first time I ever heard the word come, like used that, that way. Context. I didn't know what that meant. I'm sure my sister had to explain it to me. And then tell you that it was bad and you were a bad person for listening to it and it was inappropriate. Well, she wouldn't have done that, but yeah. Okay, our next next song is another obvious choice and that's Shebop from Cindy Lauper. Although it's not that obvious, like I explained. I had no idea at the time. Yeah, it took me a long time to figure that out as I was singing along, and then you think about the the lyric where she says, she says, my mom says I'm going to go, if I don't stop it, I'm going to go blind, and and all that kind of stuff. And then we found out that a Blue Boy magazine is a gay porno Mm -hmm. magazine. Yeah. But that's a fun song. That's like a kind of a, a, a naughty song that's hidden or pretending to be like just a straightforward Whatever song. If you don't know what it's about, it's about masturbation. Next song on the list is Never Say Never by Romeo Void, which I remember like listening to that, seeing the video on MTV, I might like you better if we slept together and thinking, well, my goodness. That's kind of, you know, a little raunchy. Yeah, it's... It was just very suggestive for the time. And also, the song actually has the word fuck in it, which later, they replaced it without... It's almost like it sounds like a backward drumbeat, where she says something like, "I you can't give a fuck about something. Mm -hmm. And you hear like a kind of like a backward... (laughs) Yeah, drum beat and stuff. Well, they would do that a lot. They would, you know, do that with rap music later, reverse words. But they, at the time, they just, it's kind of like, you know, in um, the Blondie song, and um, when she says finger fucking, they... She doesn't really say that. 
She doesn't? No. We learn something new every day. What's she talking about? Finger looking good? I think she says finger popping or something like that. Oh. Yeah. She does not say finger fucking rapture. Although when I sing that song, when I sing along with it, I say that. I sing that. Who knew? Okay. Our next song. Another obvious choice. And I remember when I got this EP, I was just like, oh my god. And that's um, Berlin. Sex. (laughs) I'm a... You want to talk about just sexually suggestive. Well, that wasn't even suggestive. That just was. Yeah, it, it, just, was, it was. It was sex. Is. Well, I remember on the back of the Pleasure Victim record, um, it says, who's in Berlin? And it says, Terry Nunn, lead vocals, BJ's. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, what does that mean? And my sister was like, it's blowjobs. And that's how she explained to me what a blowjob was, which I was just appalled when... I heard what about that. I was just like, oh my God. Did you know that Berlin front woman Terry Nunn was uh, auditioned for Princess Leia for the original Star Wars? I most certainly did. Well, I want to say that she won like an Emmy Award for an episode of Lou Grant, too. I could be wrong about that, but I remember reading, because she was an actress, too. Yeah. I remember reading something, or maybe she was nominated, or well, I Well, if know. I could open up Google right now, I would, but unfortunately, due to my internet problems, I can't. Well, so, what, what did you think of that song the first time you heard it? Well, I really liked the music, because I liked super synthy music at the time I was drawn to that, but then I, you know, thought it was enjoyable. I just thought it was, because I, I like shocking stuff like that. In fact... It must run in the family because I remember years ago, my um, mom's parents, my grandma and grandpa, did not have a VCR. And one time my grandpa called and said, oh, well, could we watch something on your VCR? And I was like, well, you don't have any a VCR. You don't have any movies. And they were like, oh, well, we got one. And so when they came over for dinner or whatever. And um, you, we should mention that Scott's grandpa looked exactly like Curly from the Three Stooges. Yeah, and he had similar temperament. He was, he was yeah, he was. Here's my impression of your grandpa. Huh? He was very, no, no. He was very good-natured. Yes. Um, he was very a, sweet. Very sweet, hilarious man. Yes, he was. And he also took me to go see Nine and a Half Weeks when I was not old enough to see I it. Do what I, do. I didn't ask my parents to take me, but I had him take me and paid for him. And he well, just, just get to the story. Had a big smile on his face watching the whole movie. So mm-hmm. that kind of gives you a hint of where this is going. So anyway, like my mom had picked up my grandparents and they were there watching or whatever, back to the house. And I was at work or something and I came home and my mom and my grandma were in the kitchen and I was like, where's grandpa? And my grandma goes, don't go in there. He's watching some videotape that he found. He found, they found it in a dumpster. They went dump, they used to go dumpster diving. Yeah. We've already mentioned that before. He had found a videotape that there was a video store next to the house that the, or the apartment that they lived. And he was in our front family room on a little 16-inch color TV with a VCR on it. Oh, was watching, that the little TV that was sat on like that iron... Cast iron, cast stove, iron stove that wasn't active and we used yeah. it as a, a TV, TV stand. stand. Yeah, it was very rustic. How colonial of you. Yeah, and I don't like colonial style. I guess it's because I grew up with it so much. But my grandpa was watching a porno movie and it was... What was it called? It was called Mixed Couples. Mixed Couples, yeah, I remember <laughs> and that. And it was a biracial, interracial type of situation. Was he and making so, that noise? <laughs> he was probably, <laughs> And I think my mom and grandma, they, they saw what it was, and they kind of knew that it was a porno, but they weren't sure. But So I think they sat in there, and they turned it on, and then when they saw part of it, my mom and grandma were like, we're <sighs> Yeah, and my grandma was very 
judgmental and very like fed up easily with things. So she was beside herself. What did they do with the tape after? Oh, I think she made my grandpa throw it away. Oh. So. I wonder why the video store threw it away. I don't know. It must not have been a big renter. <laughs> I have no idea why someone would throw away good porn, but apparently they did. Huh. But, yeah, anyway, that's my... dum That's my lovely memory of my grandparents. Our next song, we, it could have been many songs from this artist, Prince, but we chose um, Jack You Off. <laughs> and that Dar- doesn't get much more. Yeah. Darling Nikki was on like yeah. a lot of lists. That's all. You know the remember the PMRC. The, yeah, the with Tipper Gore, Gore led all that political yeah. stuff about. I think they lyrics. had a, a list called the Filthy Fifteen, and I know some of these songs are on that list. Dress You Up by Madonna was on that list, which I don't understand. Oh, you can if you listen to it and think about it in a sexual way, you could read that into it. I guess because it's like but... she's putting herself on her boyfriend and she's dressing him up in her love which is her lady parts okay i guess that's i don't know that's a stretch yeah that's a stretch but anyway we picked jack you off so that's a fun song um what album is that that was from controversy yeah so that's the end of the album and that was during a really interesting time in prince's career where he had just done dirty mind the year before and so he was working with a lot of new wave sounding stuff with the heavy synths. And then this song had almost like a rockabilly type of sound to it and a funk and the new wave sound. Um, It kind of reminds me musically of like Delirious. Yeah. It has a feeling like that. But this song is just straight up about him getting pleasure from his girlfriend. Isn't that special? Yeah, it's very special. Yeah. Well, so the next song is a Prince song, too. And it's another obvious pick that we just... We really... I was trying to pick songs that weren't so obvious, but you really can't have a list of this kind without including... These are milestones of... Without including Sheena Easton's Sugar Walls. This song is straight up porno. Well, I had no idea what Sugar Walls was at the time. I mean, it was like a long time after that I was just like, what? You know, when they explained it, that it was, you know, her. Yeah. Peach. <laughs> her bitch. Yeah, Prince wrote and produced this song, and I've said over the years many times, I know with all the stuff that he has recorded that's in his vault, I would love if some early version of this came out. I would love to hear like a version of him singing this, like a demo version. I think that would be really fun. But What's even weirder is that the band that performs in the video with her, it's Bruce Hornsby in the range. The most boring band ever. And for them to be associated with such a saucy song as this. And this yeah. is the song that Sheena Easton changed her image from like a uh, soft pop, like Olivia Newton-John type. But like bef- when Olivia got sexy with Totally Hot and A Little More Love, that's like this for Sheena Easton. Except yeah. Sheena took it to other extreme levels. Well, Strut was like the first single from this album. Yeah, and it was so, that was a sexy song, but it wasn't dirty. 
Yeah, but then there was this one. Oh, I swear the videos for Strut and Sugar Walls, I think they were filmed in the same afternoon. They probably were. Yeah. But, yeah, this is one of my favorites of Sheena. And it's one of my all-time favorite songs. Yeah. And Prince had the pseudonym Joey Coco on this, so I think it says, like, written and produced by Joey Coco. Yeah. But I love the other song they did together, the 101 that he did for, wrote for her and she performed. Uh, which was her current single when we saw her in concert, yet she didn't do it. She failed to perform it. Yeah. I know. Well, and then there's You Got the and, Love. Well, yeah, but that's yeah. where they're actually doing a duet. And then they also did Arms of Orion from Batman soundtrack. Which I know that was the single, but I can't even tell you how that goes. I could sing it now that nobody wants to hear me sing No one. Except I will include a link to my YouTube nope. channel with my nope. music videos that I've done. Please don't. You're hurting people. Well, our next song on the list um it might come as a little surprise but it's by the b-52s that comes as no surprise it's cake which is probably my favorite song by them it's from their ep mesopotamia we talked about that in length on our b-52s episode i yeah. recall but yeah it's a naughty song and um well because everything in the song every cake style or kind of cake they talk about is got a double entendre it's very yeah right. you could project sex and they've even it. Kate Pearson's always has even said you know oh that's our filthy song Kate Pearson pop up on an episode I watched of uh, Difficult People. Oh, she's hilarious. When I still had the internet. Did did you see how good she looks? Yeah, and she's like 65 or 66 years old. She She looks looks wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Clean living. Mm -hmm. Well, we're up to our number two song. Wow, we're moving through this fast. Well, we have to leave a lot of time for the number one song. (laughs) But um, our number two song is by Vanity and it's called Strap On Robbie Baby. That song is ridiculous and the jam. Oh yeah. I just remember when I got the cassette of that Vanity album. This is when she wasn't associated with Prince. She was on signed to the Motown label. Yeah. And just the song, Strap on Robbie Baby. And I was like, oh my God. Remember you used to work with that guy named Robbie mm-hmm. at, um, at the photo. photo? Yeah. And I think you made him listen to this song. Yeah. <laughs> That's appropriate. Yeah. He was <clears throat> a very curious person. Yeah. I still know him. He owns is in the same line of work and are passive across like with emails and different stuff. So, Oh really? Mm-hmm. Is he married to a woman now? I, I am not going to speculate. I have no idea. Oh. I don't know. Just ask. Well, I don't speak to him directly, but his name comes up cause we do. My company has done stuff for his and back and forth, like outsourcing and stuff like that. Oh, I see. Yeah. But, um, you is know, he... I would, I would love to have, I'm moving away from that topic. I would love to have, um, Vanity's albums on Motown on CD and it's, it's I don't, a crime that and I kind of thought that when she passed away yeah, yeah. That they would do something but I know the the days of CDs are you know, well just release of, them digitally I'll, I would buy them I wouldn't right. even yeah I mean and I have um, I, last year I got the Last Dragon on Blu-ray which is that horrible but awesome like uh, Kung Fu 80s crazy movie 
that I can't it's even. Vanity's, Vanity's a star of it. Yeah, Twitch one of the stars. Yes, yes, yes. Get at, yeah. And she has these uh, musical performances that are pretty cringeworthy, but they're still awesome. But she didn't sadly perform Strap on Robbie Baby in that movie. I think the only thing of hers that's on CD is the Vanity Six album. Right. Yeah, like, because she did two albums for Motown. There's um, Wild Animal and then Skin on Skin. Skin on Skin. Yeah, and we had them both on cassette. Mm-hmm. And I think the MP3 that we have of Strap on Robbie Baby. is converted from a cassette. Yeah, so hence why the quality isn't. That also makes me think of like Rockwell. Remember how much we loved him? And Ugh. I wish those albums were on CD. Motown has done a disservice to their yeah. catalog. Well, so now that's owned by Universal. So it's surprising that they haven't mined that and released those in some fashion. But Rockwell was the son of Barry Gordy. The founder of Motown. The founder and president of Motown. You would think that they would have put those albums out on CD. He had three albums, yeah. especially the first one. Somebody's watching. I mean, you could find that that shows up on compilation albums. And yeah, stuff, but of like, course. and I had to, and I have obscene phone caller on another compilation, mm-hmm. but the rest of the album, and I loved the second album, the genie captured in the genie, his yeah. second and third albums. So, well, we've made it all the way to the top of our list, and this is a song that probably a lot of you have not heard. But it's called Tales of Taboo by a performance artist, Karen Finley. This is probably my top ten favorite songs of all time. Oh, yeah. It is the jam. I remember the first time I heard this song was um, I got a mixtape from my friend Chris, who um, he grew up with us, but he had moved to Chicago and he just, you know, he was exposed to a whole other kind of like world up there as far as like going to, you know, clubs and things like that. I remember there was a club that he used to go to a lot called Medusa's and um, uh, he made this tape for me and it had... Maybe like two or three minutes of this song on it. That's like, because he got it from somebody else. Mm-hmm. That was the days of dubbing mixtapes and stuff. Yeah, so we had like a copy of a copy of, you know, it could have been a copy of a copy of a copy. We don't know. Right. So years later, I found the 12-inch single in a record store. That's a mind scrambler. Yeah, oh, yeah. It hurt so good. I just thought I was going to have a... Conniption. Yeah. That I finally found. Like, I'd never even seen a picture of it because it was kind of before the internet. It was very obscure. Yeah. But it was it was the song was produced by um, Mark Kamins. Mark Kamins, who had worked with Madonna, so 
it just has a really good kind of disco beat. And we should probably explain who Karen Finley is. Um, Karen Finley was or is a New York based performance artist, and she's also an author and an actress. And she's her work mainly is about uh, feminism and and just, societal concerns and critiques of. Um, consumerism and capitalism and all those sort of issues. Yeah, she has a book that's really uh, a really fun read, but it's not even fun. It's just, it really makes you think it's called Shock Treatment. And um, I would recommend picking that up if you if you are so inclined to read a book. She's very well-spoken and a very intelligent person. Yeah. And the fact that she also likes to get up on stage and pour eggs all over herself and glitter and shove a yam shove a yam up she has a thing about yams um that's in the movie mondo new york but in this song she's like shoving yams up up her grandmother's ass and um just we're gonna play a big chunk of the song so yeah you can because it's 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 one of those things that it has to be heard to to even believe it and almost everything she says the song is shocking is shocking and there's there is still social commentary kind of sort of in it you know i mean it's more in her other stuff and especially her spoken word stuff because i like the mix of when she does spoken word and then she'll have like a shocking had you stumbled upon that 12 inch before or after we saw mondo new york i can't remember it was after Okay, because seeing her in Mondo, New York, which that was hard to track down too, and then we rented the VHS of it, and I no, remember no, I made a dub that. of it. No, we saw that at the theater. I didn't see that at the theater. Yeah, I played at Castleton Square. Really? Yeah, we went to go see that at Castleton Square. Well, I'm Arts. always telling you about a movie that I remember seeing, and you were adamant about not seeing it. I can't remember seeing that at the theater. Yeah, and we bought the soundtrack. Yeah. The CD. and But um, she didn't you actually have a song in the movie. She no. did with her spoken word, and that's where she took a bunny rabbit and put it into a plastic bag. Not a real eggs. bunny rabbit. It's a stuffed a animal. A stuffed animal. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to get animal people all up in arms, of which we're animal people. And she coated the... Uh, the it was in a bag of eggs, and then eggs. She, she cracked the eggs, and it was kind of like a big trash bag. Yeah. She just kept, like, dropping it on the floor. Oh, and she was also wearing just a feather boa, pasties, and, a, like, a G-string. So she has egg yolk all over the stuffed bunny rabbit. She rubs it all over her body, all over her skin, and then she sprinkles glitter she on it. She basically so does a glitter bomb on herself. Yeah. Throws it up in the air, and it's all over. While she's doing her... Spoken word yes. performance. So it is something to see. The, well, I was so happy when we got that 12-inch because there was an acapella version of it, which just has her. And I think it does have like a beat for timing. Um, and I've used, yeah, I've used that a lot in different mixes that I've done. In fact, one of my favorite mixes I ever did is a remix for Open Your Box, which that should have made this list too by Yoko Ono. That's really on the edge too. Well, all of these songs are mainly 80s songs. Well, Open 80s, Your Box 80s. came out in the 80s. It? Or maybe even the seventies. I would have to research oh. that, but it's an old song. It's just been remixed and brought back many times later in the future. But anyway, I took the remix of "Open Your Box" by Yoko Ono, which is the jam, and I mixed in Karen Finley using an acapella mix, and I'll I'll play a clip of it right here. Karen Finley also was sampled by Pat Shop Boys in their song Screaming. And she was in one of my all-time favorite songs, um, theme from S Express by the group oh, S yeah. Express. <laughs> Drop that ghetto 
I also have the tw- I, yeah, the twelve inch of Lick It from Karen Finley. That's a good song too. Which David Letterman used to like to talk about that. <laughs> lick it, lick it, lick it. Was she ever a guest on any talk no, shows like that back then? I don't think so. She'd be a little too, too hot for TV at the time, I would think. Probably. Yeah. And she has a very like understated look. Just. She looks like she would be related to Shirley Feeney or something. Well, she's very, uh, yeah, very plain looking. And she even played Tom Hanks's doctor in the movie Philadelphia back oh, yeah. in the 90s. Yeah, and it was that. it was awesome to see her pop up in that. But she was completely, obviously, just playing a normal doctor, a caring person, professional person yeah. and not she's just, her stage persona. She's just really an interesting person. Yes. So, and I yeah, feel... Yeah, can't, I can't urge people enough to research her more and look up things by her. And I just um, feel very fortunate to have this 12-inch record. It's got a really cool cover, too, with that painting. I love that. Well, that, that'll do it for our list. That's a lot of filth. There's also songs that didn't make the cut that um, I thought of, too, besides the Open Your Box by Yoko Ono, is George Michael, I Want Your Sex. Which oh, that's so... Is vanilla. That, is that just because he says the word sex... That's not really that filthy. It's not filthy, but it's... I mean, I it's, didn't even consider that song for our list. I considered it. I can cheat. I can cheat. All right, let's move on to our next segment of the show, and it's our New Releases Please video segment. Cue New Releases song. New Releases Please. All right, so do you want me to go first, or do you want to go? You can go first. All right. Um, what I've been watching is a new release uh, on Blu-ray of a very strange movie from the 80s called Crimes of Passion with Kathleen Turner and Anthony Perkins. And their Eat Me, Beat Me, Licorice Whip. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kathleen Turner plays a graphic designer by China day. Blue. Well, no, her name is Joanna Crane. And then at night, she's a hooker, a call girl named China Blue with a really, really scary blonde wig. And Anthony Perkins of Psycho fame plays a deranged um, fella who dresses like a priest and he's out to save her soul. And saving her soul may include um, using uh, this beat me, eat me licorice whip, like red vine whip that he has, and also a dildo that's about 12 inches long with a sharp point that actually someone gets stabbed with and murdered during the course of the movie. And we skipped school one day and rented that film. It's wonderful. On the VHS. Wonderful! We thought it was just okay. I thought it was just okay, and also we were way too young to see it, and even though it was like kind of shocking and scandalous. Well, how did they even allow us to rent that from the video store? They didn't care back in the day. That was... Unless it was a straight up X rated movie, you could, yeah. you could we could rent anything, and thank God we could. We I remember we rented that on that old video disc format that I used to have, and I've never owned it on video through the years, but I, I, it just got restored. And there's like a even more explicit director's cut, which hasn't ever been released here in America, mm-hmm. and I the price is right, and I was like, you <laughs> Sorry, now, now you're doing pussy voice to yourself I don't even have to do it yeah um I like Kathleen Turner a lot and I I quote things from her all the time well mostly from one movie but from Serial Mom but I also quote a lot from The Accidental Tourist yeah and incidentally she's really really great in this movie I wish that she would work more yeah me too because it, I really like her. Yeah, it seems like she just kind of fell off after a certain point and didn't do a lot of mainstream movies. Was she ever nominated for an Academy Award? Surely she was. I been. think she was for Peggy Sue Got Married, which is a really good movie, too. That was a couple years after this. I did not care for that film. I know, maybe. you don't like Nicolas Cage. I just don't care. I like him in Valley Girl. But yeah, I just... I didn't love that movie. I liked it. I thought it was fine. I saw that at the theater with my mom. That's not one I would buy on Blu-ray, probably. I'm though. surprised, because it seems like you'll buy anything. Well, and she's Blu-ray. great in Body um, Body Heat. That was like her first major movie with William Hurt back in the early I days. want to talk about my new release of the week, which is, it's not a release that you can buy in a store, but if you are lucky enough to have the Hallmark Channel, you would know that Debbie Gibson made a movie that was on last night called Summer of Dreams, and... 
she performs... Lost in Your Eyes? No, Only in My Dreams at the beginning. Then she later, she does like a little acapella... Not acapella, but like kind of like a stripped down, unplugged version. An acoustic version, yeah. On, on a piano. And then um, some kids perform it at their prom um, later. But she she play, she's basically playing herself. Her name is Debbie Taylor, and she is a 80s teen pop star who has recently been dropped by her label. And... She basically has to go to Ohio to go live with her sister. Is her sister played by Tiffany? No, her sister is played. I I'm thinking that she was probably a soap actress, and I kept waiting for them to make some mention of how they're obviously adopted because they look nothing alike. Was it Deborah Dare? <laughs> no, it was like a young woman. Oh, but uh, she's married, has a little girl, and she never has really talked much about Debbie's career but she's a vice principal at a school mm-hmm. and so Debbie starts teaching music in an after school program so it's kind of like a music of the heart vibe that Meryl Street movie a little bit also I kind of got like a vibe like the joyful noise Dolly Parton movie without, yeah. the, without the religion but kind of sort of um, so these kids are very passionate about music and she's got a you know, tell them that they're good at it and has to, like, be supportive. And, and in return, she probably rediscovers something about herself and is life-affirming type of like type That of stuff. she's good at doing this. Yes. Because she's having trouble adjusting to being... Out of the limelight. Yeah, to, like, there's a scene where she's, like, in the grocery store shopping for the first time, and she runs into Peanut Butter Cookie Face, um... You know, the Daniel guy. Craig? No, Peanut Butter Cookie Face from Queer as Folk. Remember, he was uh, Michael's boyfriend. Oh, Dr. Dave? No, no. Uh, Robert... Robert Gant. Gant. Yes. So I have this thing about how I compare people people's faces to food. to a t- And a texture of something. Well, you know those fork marks on a peanut butter cookie? It's because he has margarine forehead, kind of, sort of. I, and I said that when we were watching it last night. He... he smiled and and I'm like oh he has margarine forehead too and then Aaron said and hot dog nose so (laughs) margarine forehead is when you know when you get a tub of margarine it's brand new and you take off the lid and there's all those kind of like whipped swirl swirl marks yeah some people get that on their forehead the the line so that means you have margarine head and hot dog nose is like well that's just obvious and Liam Liam Neeson and um, uh, Owen Wilson yeah. Well, well, no, Owen Wilson has penis nose, but <laughs> Liam Neeson has hot dog nose because it looks like a raw hot dog. And what about oatmeal, Daniel Craig's face? Just his oatmeal, ro- oatmeal face. Ruddy complexion? Yeah. Well, he's just oatmeal face. And then John, John Abbott from Young and the Restless, mm-hmm. he had fried chicken face. But now he's deceased. Just on the show. Oh. And then Barbara Bain, um, when she played Claire Dane's grandmother on My So-Called Life, she was poached egg eyes. <laughs> It's because her eyes were kind of popping out of her head a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Because she had really sunken dark eye, uh, eyelids or like around her eyes. Yeah. Her eyes kind of look like Shelly Long, like kind of bug eyes. Yeah. I'm sure there's more food. I'm cases. sure we could probably have a whole episode about this that insults people's physical attributes who it's not insulting. are brave enough to get in front of a it's camera. No, it's not insulting. It's just descriptive. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not true. trying to insult them. I... Like, well, I don't really care for Daniel Craig as James Bond. I think that's very boring. But I hope that he comes back for another one. I hope not. I just get Melissa McCarthy. Because Spy was a She already better. has her own James Bond series. Are they yeah. moving forward with a sequel they to Spy? They most certainly are. They most certainly are. Yes, they are. Is What's-Her-Face going to be in it, too? Everyone's going to be in it. You know who I'm talking about? Who's in Neighbors, Rose... Well, I don't know if she would be in it because she's in jail. Maybe, like, she busts out of jail or something. What's her last name? Rose? Just Rose. It's that Rose gal. Yeah. Yeah. I like her. Well, she's from Bridesmaids. Rose Byrne. Yeah, Rose Byrne. She's from Bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. She's also in Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Not really? a good show, but yeah, she's in it. Was it a small role? She was, a, like, a handmaiden to uh, Natalie Portman. Queen Amidala. Oh. Oh. 
I slept through parts of that All movie. those. In the theater, I might add. You slept through The Phantom Menace, the first oh, one, with that God. horrible child actor. Oh, who was the, isn't he? He's that, from here. Is that he? Jake Lloyd. He's from, like, Carmel, I think. Oh. Yeah. Well, he has that burden to carry the rest of his life of being in the worst Star Wars movie ever made. Well, this podcast is not about Star Wars. We've already done a Star Wars episode. Well, we'll be doing another one when we have discussion about it's the new one that comes out It's time to move on to the we next will. category of our podcast. It is the I'm So Sure of the Week. So, Kevin, tell us, what is the I'm So Sure of the week? Well, I can't believe that you're not. I've already here. talked about the woes the of the I'm So internet. Sure of the week is Mother Nature, obviously. Yeah, it's been a bummer. I enjoy storms. I do. I love rainy weather. But I don't like it when it's destructive like no. that. And um, Ava, my girl kitty, she hates thunder. This has been a recent thing with her, too. Maybe just, like, in the past six months. She'll... If she hears thunder, she'll go run and hide for, like, a couple hours. You know, it's gotten me more panicked, like, with all the bad weather. I remember a couple months ago, it was really bad, and there was, like, talking about, you know, find shelter and stuff like that. I was at home, and I was legitimately worried I was going to have to, like, grab the cats and find a safe place in the house and I used to not really worry about that kind of stuff, but it can oh, happen. Oh, I know. I stand in front of windows yeah. and watch it. I'll walk outside, you know, not when it's raining, but I'll walk it out the front door, you know, to, down the front walk right. around to the driveway, and I'll look at the weird sky. I'm like, oh, let me get my phone out and take a picture of that funnel cloud. No, I don't do that, but... Um, I just don't have any good sense when it comes to weather. I, I got so freaked out, though, this week when this was happening. And it happened, like, within the hour before I leave work. And I was, like, debating about whether I should leave. But I didn't want to get caught in flash flooding in the roads. But I wanted to get home to my cats, who, incidentally, were completely unaffected and fine when I got home. Yeah. But my, I was worried to death. My boy kitties, they, they're they just like, whatever. Yeah. And Gracie is just, she's completely unaffected. She doesn't care about the what's going on outside. I think she's looked at... Well, she's know, just, windy. she just wants to have a good time. Yeah, she's all about having a good time at all times. Yeah. Including still having her habit that she started in the last week of getting on my face and neck face. and pillow at about 4.30 in the morning. Not wanting me to get up to give her any food or anything like that. Just wanting to be right there. And every time I turn, like if I want to turn the other direction... So that she can curl up against my back or my shoulders. Nope, she moves around. She has to root around by my face. She wants to get by my neck. She wants to crawl, like, under my You know what my mom said today? She said, Scott likes to complain a lot, doesn't he? Well, I learned it by watching you, okay? I I just, I don't complain on this podcast, I do. But, like, I'm not a complainer by nature in real life. Like, in real life, I think I'm, I'm kind of different. Maybe not to you. Yeah, you seem the same to me. You seem the same. See? <laughs> but it just... Uh, I, I'm optimistic and I don't complain so much. I guess I do complain more than you do in that well, respect. my mom wanted to know what you were going to do while on your... I was telling her that you're going to be off. A couple days. I'm going to take days. a long we- uh, weekend for the Labor Day. She, she said, well, what's Scott going to do on his days off? And I go, he's just going to sit in a room and complain. Well, the very first thing that will happen on day one is the internet will be restored. On day one. Day one. Restored. Good God. So, yeah. But so this episode may not get posted until that day. Well, I'm going to let everyone know because we have people that like an episode on a Monday Monday morning, starts their week off correctly, and there's going to be a little hiccup in their week. Yeah. But this will give them something to look forward to, hopefully. Certainly. Later in the week. Besides sitting in a room and complaining. Is it time for us to give some incredibly good advice? Why not? Let's do our incredibly good and insightful advice column. Why don't we have an intro with a song for... Because we have the music that plays through it. Oh, okay. So now it's time for... Dear, Dear Kevin, Kevin and Scott... Scott. 
A longtime friend decided she could not attend my daughter's out-of-town wedding. Oh, no. This friend has been like an aunt for many years to my daughter, and her absence at the wedding really hurt my feelings. Really hurt. That really hurt, Kevin? That really hurts. Our friend Courtney says that. My friend is single, and it could have been a good event for her to perhaps meet someone new. She's always been a little socially awkward, and I thought by being somewhere with me, she might feel more comfortable. Her excuse for not coming was also rather lame. She said she needed to stay home with her son, who was about to start back to school soon. She could have easily had the child go stay with his father or hired a babysitter. I had to go to the wedding alone. I hadn't spoken to her for a few weeks now, as she has not reached out to me since. Should I let the friendship slip away, or should I try to save it? Signed, Hurt Feelings in Idaho. Wow, somebody in Idaho is listening to us. That's great. Um, Thank you, listener. Lady, you're not going to like what we have to say to you. Uh, You, ma'am, are a bitch. A jackass. Yeah. You've put your own desires in front of your friends, and I don't believe that you should try to save your friendship because... You're clearly not worth being friends with. (laughs) I think you're... Your friend probably has better friends than you. And you you said she's socially awkward. And you should consider the fact that maybe she just doesn't like to go to weddings. I don't particularly like to go to weddings. Yeah. Like, I mean, really, you should consider that. And um, her excuse, I don't feel was an excuse at all. It was a valid thing. I mean, your child comes first. And just because she didn't, maybe she doesn't have the money to pay for a babysitter. Um, maybe the, the the child's father. There could be any. A, yeah, there could be a myriad of reasons why, but that doesn't mean that your friend doesn't care about you. But if you want to turn it into that and believe that, then it shows. Yeah, I mean, it shows like, lack of character on your part. And it sounds like it was going to be a big expense for her anyway. I mean, were you offering to foot the bill for your friend to come? Yeah, I like, don't, I doesn't mean, sound like does it. Does it involve a plane trip? If it doesn't, and I mean, time off work. Yeah, it could be. It could involve gas if it's a if it's a trip. You know, in the car, there'd be hotel and. You know, the obligatory wedding gift. and Altogether, to me, it just sounds like too much trouble. And, and she chose, the, she made the right choice. She really doesn't owe you any kind of explanation at all. And, um, you know, maybe she doesn't even want to meet somebody new. Right. So. You're just being a dumb petty bitch. Yeah, and I just feel that um, you should just consider other people before you consider yourself. Especially in a situation. And I hate that mindset of when there's a wedding and the family involved or whatnot, that everyone thinks the people having it thinks everything is going to revolve around them, which of course it is to a certain extent, but you have to be reasonable. You can't expect for everyone's lives to just stop and for every wish that you have to be catered to in that way, because that's extremely selfish and self-indulgent. I agree. So. Yeah, I just... um... You know, I was, when when Lewis asked me to marry him, uh, and then when everything happened, you know, and he, he passed away very unexpectedly, um, I had a acquaintance, a friend that got married, um, it was like a few months after that, and we were invited and everything, and it's just like, I'm sorry, but I can't go to a wedding right now. Yeah. You know, and he totally understood. And um, he even called me and said, Kevin, I understand if you can't come, if you don't feel like that's something you can do right now. I just didn't want to leave you out. I, you yeah. Know, which was very nice. So, and I appreciated that. But, yeah. Yeah, everybody has their own things going on besides. You know, if you're planning a special event, don't take it as such a personal offense because right. you don't know what's going on to every degree of detail in someone else's life. So you got to consider other people and not just how perfect and special your day is. And weddings be. are a stressful time, not even for the people involved in it, but it can be for other other people too. Because, like I said before, it becomes such a financial kind of a situation. Especially if it's out of town. Yeah, so. I just yeah, I live in constant stress. I'm going to be asked to do to to attend a wedding or something like that because I just don't want any part of any of it. Yeah, so don't invite. 
Just don't invite Scott to a wedding. Yeah, don't invite me to a wedding instead. Or, or anything. Send me an Amazon gift card instead. I'd appreciate <laughs> it. I'd be a better friend to you if you did that. And on that note, I think we can wrap things up. So I'm on Twitter at I'm So Sure Podcast. I'm on Facebook at Facebook facebook.com slash I'm so sure podcast. We need to pre-record our social connections and just play that every time. Maybe I'll work on, on my vacation coming up with a little theme song, a little music that plays when we talk and about those credit things. credit theme. Well, we already have the outro theme, which is a variation on the extremely entertaining and danceable main theme song that I did for this show. You should do a remix for that song. Maybe I could do that. Maybe I can mix it up and have some different variations, and I could do like different eras or different styles. You could do like sound bites from all of some of our better episodes and incorporate. Or I could do an extended version of it with little sound bites and stuff like that through it. Yeah. Actually, that sounds like a lot of work, so don't expect that to happen any anytime soon. Or ever, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Scott. I'm Kevin, and this is the I'm Show. I'm so sure. God, I am so sure. I'm so sure podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Sure.